Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have an incredible show. Now, if you've been following me on Twitter, the advertising that I've been doing for this show for the last couple of days are for two reasons. One, I made that thumbnail from scratch. And it's probably one of my favorites. Listen, I don't like to toot my own horn. Mrs. Boomstick will, will disagree with that. But for me, I you know what? Listen, it's the one thing that I've been struggling with as a content creator for quite some time. And I finally got my niche. I finally figure out uh, the, 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 you know, that, a, a way that suits me, that, that advertises the channel in a big way. So with all the great content that you've been getting, now you're going to get thumbnails that are legit. Now, you're looking at the screen, and I'm sure you're saying, well, wait a second, what is going on here? Before I get into the introductions, folks, I gotta, I gotta talk about a new sponsor for Double Barrel Gaming. Now, folks, this is a big deal for me. Um, this is a big deal for me because this is a small channel. Uh, and uh, a couple of months ago, I got in touch with um, Upsync Gaming, and they are the creators of the X screen, which is what you see in front of you. Now, you know, this is an incredible story for a lot of reasons, okay? Besides the product, which is phenomenal in itself. I mean, if you look at the screen, folks, you know what? Let me rewind it for a second. Joe knows this because we talk all the time. I My integrity when it comes to this channel is unlike anything that you guys could imagine. Um, I put the community first before anything. The content backs up what I'm selling here. And on the back end, as, as a content creator, we are privileged to get offers for sponsorships. I have turned down six, uh, half a dozen of them, two of which were pretty big. And I turned them down, not because I'm full of it. No, I'm a small channel looking to grow like everybody else, but I I have to be behind the product. It has to be something that Boom would use in his own household. What you see in front of you right now, there's two sides to this uh, incredible story or the coin for this incredible story. First of all, what I want to talk about is who they are. It's a pair of brothers from Australia. It's a two-man team that came together to make the X screen. And, of course... I reached out to them when I first saw it on Twitter. I said, this is, looks like an incredible product. I got to get more information. And they reached out to me and they said, listen, thank you so much for retweeting it. We, we like, you know, we like what, what you said. So, of course, I reached out to them. I said, listen, would you like to work together? I'm, a, I'm an indie. I'm, a, I'm not at 10K yet. I'm getting there. I'm close. But, you know, would you like to work together? They said yes. So what I'm hoping for out of this is to help push their product, which I'm going to do here today. Now, you can see there's a young kid putting this together, snapped. It, it literally goes on. The plug goes through it, and he's playing. Super, super easy. Um, this is a product that I will have all of the uh, Kickstarter uh, information if you want to back it um, in the show notes. As soon as this uh, video goes live, you'll be able to find it, all of the information there. Um, I am going to be reviewing this. Um, they have reached out to me and they have told me that, yes, they're going to send me one for review. I want that to be completely clear. Uh, and I'm very excited for that because, again, 
I don't back products I wouldn't use, and I don't shill for free stuff. Boom has the money. I'm not worried about it, but this is something that I could really get behind. And to find out, and it's not just Boom getting behind it. Folks, if you didn't know, every news hound that's been dropping stories today, including good friends of this channel, Video Games Chronicle, just, just dropped an article. Uh, they fulfilled their uh, Kickstarter goal in 20 minutes yesterday. Ooh. 20 minutes it took them to fund this, and I could not be more proud of these two brothers because, again, they're, they're, they're a small team. It's just two of them, and they figured they're coming out with a product that I think has significant amount of worth, not just for kids, folks. This is, this is an adult thing as well. And like I said, if you wanna if you wanna get you wanna secure yours, all of the Kickstarter information will be in there when this show goes for video on demand. But listen, we gotta move on to why everyone is here, and that is the talk Xbox. And I got some really incredible big news. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put something that I was terrible at onto the screen, and you'll see it. Uh, I've been I've been playing a Plague Tale and got the upgrade for free for the Series X. It was incredible. I'm going to be honest with you. I suck. Uh, I die in this 45-minute block at least half, maybe even a dozen times because for some reason I don't really remember some of the stuff how to do it. So I got to I got to replay it. But with that said, let's get into the introductions, and we're going to start first with our special guest. Now, this is a content creator that I think anyone and everyone should get behind. He's positive. He's factful. He doesn't get in the middle of uh, sh uh, you know console war shenanigans. Talking about Jamie Moran, the elusive gamer. Jamie, welcome to the program. Hey, man. How's it going? It's been a while since I've been on, so looking forward to talking about some Xbox stuff. Yes, yes. Well, it's great to have you on. I've been seeing that you've been very active on social media, pushing your channel. And, folks, if you're not already subscribed, please, by all means, head over to Jamie Moran on YouTube, the elusive gamer. His information, again, will be in the show notes. So all you got to do is click, click, and you're subscribed. And I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. Next up. This is a gentleman that has been making some incredible strides, not only in the PlayStation community, but in the gaming community with his incredible weekly show known as the PlayStation Trophy Room with his best friend, Kyle. Joe, welcome back. It's always days like this where I'm very nervous. Not because, <laughs> of, like, because you, you know, Boom, if you miss a show, you get really, you get nervous. You're like, oh, nobody's going to come back next week, you know? Maybe that's just me. That's how I feel. But like we, we're delaying the show because the state of play is happening. Yes. Um, today. Yeah. I can't wait till everybody's disappointed. And <laughs> I like. I'm like, okay, so we're gonna put it out on Friday. I'm just nervous. I'm just nervous that nobody's gonna watch. So make sure. Listen, we're we're gonna record the show live. We're going to react live. I'm very excited for Deathloop, by the way. Yeah, me you too. Know, that's coming day day eventually to Game Pass. Yeah. And uh. Yeah, I'm really like I'm I'm pumped. So I'm I'm very excited for today, but I'm also I'm very nervous. Very <laughs> nervous. So well, I think you're gonna do what listen, people go where the content is, especially where the quality content is, and you do have that in spades, uh, with you and Kyle every week. You 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 know, one of the most important things, folks, if you're if you're ever thought about doing content creation, being uh, uh you know, the most important thing is if you want to grow an audience, you got to be consistent. You got to mm -hmm. have passion for what you're talking about. Don't do it for money. Don't do it for clicks. Don't no. do it for views. We've seen many people in this in this community, which I will not mention names, 
crash and burn because of that. If you want to do this like myself, I, you know, I'm a 50-year-old dude. I got into this game super, super late. I'm already retired. Everyone knows that I was a New York City police officer for 20 plus years. I served my community. I went back to my neighborhood that I grew up as a kid and gave 21 plus years of my life to that community. It was awesome. And now I'm getting into gaming. And now I'm here to talk about gaming. And like I said, I'm, I'm being transparent, super, super important, at least in my opinion. But listen, yeah. if you're if you want to if you want to follow in the footsteps of an elusive gamer of a Mr. Bad Bit. I mean, even if myself, you gotta be consistent. You gotta do it for the love of whatever you're talking about. And more importantly, don't do it for any reason other than to be have fun. But listen, let's continue with the last introduction. And this is uh, this is someone that we look forward to hearing, at least I certainly do, and many people in this community, because he is so literal and he's so precise with his wording. He was out last week because, of course, he cracked a tooth and if you you know obviously you you can't talk without a mouth and he couldn't but he's back VJ welcome back to the program brother yeah thanks boom um, I was just thinking about July boom and um, actually next week I think Tuesday next week earmarks my uh, one year anniversary of appearing on your show well that and, is um, something special brother and we're glad to have you I'm, I'm just surprised you managed to put up with me for this long boom so so thanks. <laughs> No, listen, dude, you bring a lot of worth to the channel. Uh, you're very knowledgeable. Uh, you uh, you attack the questions uh, from a very uh, intellectual uh, perspective because you were in both sides of the business, meaning that you were in the development side as well as the retail side. And we love hearing what you have to say. But, folks, we got to get into topic number one. We're already uh, nine minutes into the show, 10 minutes now, and we have almost 300 people here. Holy sh Wow. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I guess the advertising is working and maybe the notifications are going out because I've been kind of, uh, begrudging towards YouTube on social media, because you know what, if you have a problem and you're small like me, you can't talk to anybody. So you gotta hope that the community backs you and you guys and gals have, but listen, let's get into, this is a fun topic. This is as everyone kind of you know, you know, shuffles into the show. Now, there, you know, I'm going to say, if you don't know who Clobriel is, uh, he is, uh, at least in my opinion, a community icon. Uh, he is, doesn't like to consider himself to be a, you know, quote unquote, Xbox insider, but he is. And he did something on Twitter yesterday that when I saw this, I said, you know something? I want to give him a shout out. Get him some more followers. Not that he needs it. I think he's he's got so many. He doesn't know what to do with himself. But he posed a good question. Actually, a poll on Twitter. And I wanted to give him the proper credit because it was so good that I wanted to make it an opening salvo topic. Because you know what? At the end of the day, we're here to talk about games and have hashtag fun. And that's what we're going to do. And he actually, his, 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 um, his, Poll went simply like this. If you can revive one of these Xbox IPs, which do you pick? Now, the four he picked were Banjo-Kazooie, which won it at 48.3%. Yes, people like myself That's won right. a new Banjo. Quake, uh, a new Quake, which is rumored to be in uh, in uh, being done by the same teams it. uh, that, uh, yeah, that's right. So th that, that should be coming we, we, the same way Doom and Wolfenstein were re, re I guess rebooted so to speak. I believe that uh, Quake is going to have uh, have that happen. That came in at 28.4%. 
this is a good one. This is a little, this is a really on the depth chart. Project Gotham Racing. Oh my God. I would love to see a third racer come towards, um, you know, for, you know, whether Playground did it or whether Turn 10 did it or they did it together. I'd love to see a third one. You know, you, it would almost be like Call of Duty. You know, each studio would have three years to come out with a new game. I'd love to see Project Gotham come back. That was a great racer. And last, came in last, at 10.5% was Mechasol. And that's another good one. I mean, oh. Mechasol was so good. So wow. here's my question. And, Joe, I'll start with you. Yeah. What? What what do you want to see come back in a big way? Not just between these for what Xbox IP that has not seen love since, let's say, the OG Xbox. Would you like to come back? I'm actually that insulted me at the <laughs> that that poll. Project <laughs> Gotham is a great game. I'm not here to argue that, right? But Mech Assault is better. <laughs> but you, not even just that. You already have a beautiful racer in Forza. And you have a beautiful arcade game in Forza Horizons. Yeah. You don't need a project. You don't need you don't need it. Yeah, okay. And that I think sense. Mech Assault, like, I'm I'm gonna stand for it because I know you're gonna go for Banjo. I mean, it's a no-brainer because Banjo look just use the same model they did for Smash. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. So do take it. Take it, make it your own, whoever. Yeah. Um I agree. but I'm going to stand here for Mech Assault because Mech Assault was my first Xbox Live game. I remember it coming with the big hunk of plastic with the headsets with the 12 months of Xbox Live. Yeah. Dude, I remember that. And you want to know the funniest thing, Boom? You want to know, like, so I used to work at GameStop, right? There was a pack of these. You did work at GameStop on the panel. I mean, I think everybody. That's true. Um, But, like, there was a pack of them in the back. And they discontinued them, but like, but like, so like, it was pennied out. So my friend got a year of Xbox Live by buying this for a penny. Wow! And he's like, and it's just like, whatever. I just, it's bam, threw the rest of it out. This is like ten years after the fact. Um, so I gotta go with Mech Assault. I think it would look insane on next gen hardware. Um, I think, or this gen hardware, let's stop saying next gen. So, <laughs> like, seeing it on series, I want to see them ray tracing. I want to see, I want to see that, those faster downloads. Like, I, I want to see how, how you break level design that way in a mech assault game. Yeah. Uh, that would be awesome, man. I want, I want to control my mech. That's, that's all I want in life. I want a first person perspective if I want to. To see those reflections, like I'm thinking, like raindrops. Like I'm thinking of like the the mechs that we see in like Matrix. What is it, Matrix Three or whatever? Uh, like I I want that type of feels here, man. Like give me give me a mech assault game. I mean, give me something Titanfall meets that Matrix goddamn mech or the mech from Avatar. Give me that. Put it in here, and. We're good. From yeah, no, listen, yeah, I, I, I like, I like the the path you're going down for sure. Uh, that is great. Hey, listen, my, my, my quick one, the, the easy yeah. one is banjo, right? Because I really, really want a new banjo. Seriously. But I'm gonna go with uh, uh, some. A lot of people said it in the chat. I'd love even just an HD remaster of the original Crimson Skies. Yeah, Crimson man. Skies, folks. I know a lot of people are like Crimson Skies. What the hell are you talking about? This game got you. This was early and often Xbox. What it is today, 
It gave you a campaign, but it gave you incredible multiplayer. This is something that uh, that uh, Microsoft is known for, for Xbox is known for, and they gave it to you both. And it was um, the campaign was a little campy. It was very Indiana Jones inspired. You know the you know the dame that needs rescuing, and you know the bad guys that could potentially be Nazis. It was it was fabulous. I would love to see. Uh, and you know it's funny because you know who mentioned it a couple of years ago. Um, besides the Mechasol, Joe, he said that, yeah. and Phil Spencer, he said the the Mechasol one is a little messy because it's everyone owns different pieces of you know the IP and you know it's all these different people getting sure. all these heads to work together. It's not good. Um, but he did mention Crimson Skies, and I said, ooh, maybe Phil is you know he's an old school cat like us. Maybe yeah. he would appreciate. And, the, and the, yeah, and like I know, I get it. We talk about Game Pass a lot, but like it's really cool if if Game Pass gives you that liberty, you yes. then yes. in turn get to experiment more. And I think that's a really cool thing as well. Uh, you know, so like, yeah, usually flight games don't light the world on fire. They look pretty, right? But they don't. They you know not they're not popular enough. So maybe games ga- uh, Game Pass gives that them that freedom of saying, you know what, let's do it. Well, yeah. you know something, it's, you know, you know who I would, I can see actually doing it and, and doing it well, only because they have a game coming out at the end of August, um, mm. and that is a Sobo. Yeah. A Sobo could do, uh, you know, a Crimson Skies reboot. They're good with vehicles. They're good telling a story. Obviously, you see it in front of you, and they're good with planes. So, mm-hmm. listen, Phil, if you're listening, and I know you might be, folks. Let's get a Sobo to bring us a... Uh, uh, I just got murdered. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But listen, before I bring the elusive gamer into the conversation, I got to thank some people with the Super Chats. Uh, Aaron um, uh, JF94 drops a very generous $2 Super Chat and says, are you going to stream the EA Play Show an hour? You know something? I'm going to be honest with you. I had it in my calendar as being the 22nd. Uh, I did not know that they were streaming it today. What I will do is I will incorporate whatever they announce if it's a big if it's something big into tomorrow morning's breakfast at Boom, uh, along with the ascent coverage that we're going to do, along with some of the uh, yeah, um, EA's uh, doing some weird stuff, so I don't expect anything too big. Yeah, me either. I, 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 from what I understand, that the big event is the twenty second, yeah. which yeah. I will be covering. Yeah, I will be yeah. covering that. That space. Um, let's see. Uh, we got a new channel member. Oh, that's awesome. UK lad. Thanks so much for that, dude. I super, super appreciate that. That's very kind of you. We had uh, Bando Fox drops a very generous $2 super chat. Oh, this is a great story. The FedEx driver finally got his Series X deli- del- that actually delivered it to him. Thank God. Well, good on you. Congratulations on bringing that beast home. Hopefully, you're going to have hours upon hours of, of great play. DeAndre Banks, good friend and generous friend of the show, he drops a $2 hoop shot and said, Sony State of Play hyping up uh, hyping up Microsoft game funny. Um, I, You know what, dude? Maybe I missed it. I was I was therapy this morning. I was, I was working the core. I came home dead, and I was just trying to prepare for the show. I'll, I'll check that out for sure. Um, and uh, so, all right, so we're all up to date. Folks, we have 350 people here. I got to say this. I see a lot of new names. If you're new to Double Barrel Gaming, I am under 1,400 to 10,000. That is a big, big deal for an old man that started this only a couple of years ago. If you're enjoying the content, 
if you are new to the channel, this is the best chat in the business. We're the most friendly. We don't stand for anything. Our sheriff, who carries a very big band stick and is one of the best in the business, Lethal Papa, keeps this the safest and most respected chat in the business because we're here to talk about games. We don't do console war stuff. We don't do sexism, racial stuff. You get banned automatically. We Everyone here is fantastic. They come back each and every week. And if you are new, trust me when I tell you, just go look at the channel. It's four live shows per week, and it's all fantastic content. But the Elusive Gamer, let's get your opinion. What OG Xbox game do you want to see Microsoft bring back in a big way? Uh, well, if you give me an option for 360 games, this would have been easier. Um, no, no, any honestly, game, any, any, any oh. 360, OG Xbox, Xbox One, you, you, your choice, brother. Lost Odyssey 2. Oh, that's a good one, dude. Yeah, I, I loved Lost Odyssey. You know, even though it arrived on 37,000 discs, it was good. Like it was good from start to finish, and the soundtrack, the, the 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 short stories during the game, the gameplay was good. It added some, you know, active elements to the, uh, you know, turn-based combat. It was probably my favorite JRPG ever, and you know, Microsoft's just sitting on that IP. They are the house of RPGs, in my opinion, but they do yes. need a JRPG, in my opinion. Um, but I think they could do really good things with that now. And the thing about Lost Odyssey was it was it was mature. You know, a lot of GRPGs like to like have people where next to nothing or the story's <laughs> a bit lazily told by, you know, just flashcards and stuff. Uh, but this was a very mature, well done story, uh, you know, with emotional impacts. The short stories were one of the best parts of the, the, that game. And it was literally just reading text for 10 minutes. And that happened like 20 times during the game, but it was amazing. Amazing writing yeah. that game. Uh, the music, it was pretty much a Final Fantasy game, all but name. And I think mm -hmm. with, you know, Unreal Engine 5, they could do really cool stuff, you know, for a game like that now. And during the 360 era, uh, JRPGs didn't really have cities because, you know, developers were still struggling making HD graphics and stuff over there. Uh, but now, you know, they know how to do that. We could have, you know, beautiful cities rendered in HD or 4K, uh, and you know a GRPG like that, uh, I think that needs to come back. And you have to think about like this: Microsoft's all about Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. That's all they talk about. Um, but what they do need is more GRPGs in there. Because if you look at how they went about advertising Yakuza, you know they treat Yakuza as this yes. you know, big brand coming to Game Pass. They, they never mention games individually anymore. They just say Yakuza, the home of Yakuza. You know all the Yakuza <laughs> games. Uh, <laughs> And you push that. And the thing is, it's right. You know, uh, Xbox, even though it is selling a few thousand units per week in Japan, it's 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 selling well compared to, like, you know, last gen. And, you know, yes. having more Japanese games, you know, Cloud's getting more popular over there. Um, and I think it would just be a breath of fresh air to have, like, you know, Kim, the, the lead from, you know, Lost Odyssey, sit amongst, you know, Joanna Dark. Chief, yes. You know, uh, I think it would be a good fit. You know, I, I love the path you took because one of the things that I have to say that we have seen with Xbox, specifically when talking about Xbox Game Pass, is the plethora, the wide palette. Yeah, I just got murdered again uh, of, of, of choices. You know, you want to play a big AAA game? We got gotcha. you. X, Y, and Z. You want a middle of the road game? 
Okay, we got that for you. You want one of the most obscure indie titles that to release in 2021, the Rainbow Game. We got that for you too. And I think that is what Microsoft intended to do with Xbox Game Pass. Sure, we're going to get Joanna Dark. Sure, we're going to get the Chief. Sure, we're going to get you know, uh, you know, Hellblade 2 and Avowed and all of these big games. But it's you gotta have other choices to, to you know to round out your you know subscription service. Like when you go to Netflix, like today they just Resident Evil, the series uh just released. I started watching it. Mrs. Boonstick's probably gonna get mad, so I'm gonna have to rewatch episode one. Don't tell her. Um, but uh you get that, but you get all these other movies. It, it, it's 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 they are doing everything that I want as a consumer, as an Xbox fan, and as of course as a content creator that has two Xbox shows per week. Uh, but BJ, let's get your opinion. You're an old school cat, maybe not as old <laughs> as I am, but you know, at, you know, when you look back at the OG Xbox, when you look back yeah. at the Xbox 360, the Xbox One. What of those? Uh, um, platforms, what game would you like to see brought back in a big way that was something in, important to you or one of your favorites? Um, to be honest with you, Boom, I, I can't think of anything specific right now that the panel haven't already covered. Um, I've I've always had three IPs in in my mind that might be worth resurrecting. Then you've got you've got you've well, I guess you've had Perfect Dark and Fable, which are which are now being confirmed, two very popular IPs that yes. were, let's be honest, before they were announced, boom, they were incessantly mentioned in corridors of conversation or any corridor, basically, um, and, and, uh, or podcasts, if you prefer. And, uh, and they are respectively attached with, um, um, with two of Microsoft's most important studios. So the only other back catalogue IP, which, which I think we've covered and, and I think we'd all like to, to see, uh, return and grace the Xbox Series S and X, and no doubt PC is uh, is the uh, is Banjo Kazooie, um, yes. which you which you've already mentioned. So, if the latter was to be confirmed, then well, then all I can really say is that my three wishes have already been granted, and any any an additional wish would s seem very greedy. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I have to I have to concur with uh, with our guest um, IL that. The two other titles that deserve a special mention, and um, hopefully somebody somewhere in in the in the Xbox um, division is thinking about it, or is, has thought about it, uh, or perhaps are even um, looking to um, revitalize them or resurrect them. Um, a Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey. Um, yes, and, uh, Blue, I enjoyed Blue Dragon yeah. a lot. And not not just because um, you know it's Japanese content, because I think Sakaguchi, um, given his history of the content that he created and even attempting to make a movie, understood a global audience. Um, so I think when he makes content, he makes it for everybody, and it's all inclusive. And um, and uh, it's a shame that um, I, I don't know what he's doing right now, but it's, uh, I don't know. Um, it'd be nice to even, you know, perhaps we've talked about other creators um, in the past from Japan that could perhaps, you know, bolster um, the content that um, Xbox and perhaps Game Pass offers us. And uh, I don't know, maybe there's something in that. I'm not sure, perhaps for a new generation of, 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 of talent to, to, to look at those IPs. And I mean, at the end of the day, we all support and yearn or champion certain IPs from the past. And 
that's what's fantastic about gaming, right? Nostalgia is a massive part of it. But um, I don't know why, but just suddenly the Outer Worlds has popped in my head and I'm just I'm just pleasantly content that Outer Worlds 2 hasn't been forgotten and then we'll get another chance to sort of venture into that world. But anyway, that's going off topic, so I'll just stop there, Boom. Well, listen, obviously, you know, it's it's a great choice. And, and, I, and I love the, the back end of the conversation with the, uh, the two JRPGs. Uh, listen, even if they, I mean, you know, we say, you know, HD remaster. You know, with the way that the Series X and the Series S handle backwards compatibility, those games would probably look fantastic. I mean, I'm sure they're dated. They're, and these games are, you know, they're, they're on the Xbox 360. But, yeah, I, I'd love to see... Uh, you know, Trini uh, uh, XLNC says something in the, uh, and I sh- probably should have picked this uh, cameo. My God, Ooh, what a good cameo! Pick. What an incredible. You know, when I look, when I see Kina, yeah, I know that's two different games. I understand sure. it, but it gives me the the feels, which is why I'm so excited for that game. Because besides it looking like a Pixar game. I get those cameo feels. Cameo was an if you missed out on it, you can play that right now on Rare Replay, and it was phenomenal. It was one of Rare's gems. I don't know if they'll ever return to it, but that was a great, great pick. Um, listen, we're already twenty nine minutes, folks. We have four hundred and twenty people here. That is Ooh-wee. awesome. Uh, listen again, if you're here, hit the like button. Help boom out. Let's tell YouTube that this channel deserves to be in the algorithm, whatever that may be, because, you know, YouTube is YouTube. But I want to move on to the next topic before we get to the big one. Now, folks, you know, listen, it's super easy to run right into the acquisition talk. Well, that's not the way Boom works. We work up to it. Uh, Obviously, I don't want to, you know, put the, the big story out and everyone runs for the hills. Trust me, getting there is going to be cool. You're going to enjoy it. And I want to talk about... Um, a, a game that that surprised a lot of people. Uh, uh, of course, I'm talking about Contraband. Now, this is a game coming from Avalanche Studios, and it's pretty interesting that you know normally when Microsoft makes these deals with you know second and third parties, it's through their global Xbox global partners. If you go back to their E3 show. It starts out where it's Xbox Game Studios first party, mm. uh, so that that makes that makes me wonder. Now I have heard from several again, folks. I, I have connections. I don't have them as big as some others. That the Avalanche deal is done. We're going to get into that. I think that deal is done. I think this is why it was it was put out there as first as as a first party game, not through Xbox Global Publishing. But again, we will get there. I bring that up because Avalanche CEO Pim Hof um, had a chance to sit down with GameIndustry.biz. Now, they are the best in the business when it comes to sitting down with some of the bigger names in gaming and talking about the, uh, the inner workings of business. And they had a, he had a lot to say about working with First Party, what Xbox Game Pass means to the studio, and the studio's new exclusive, of course, Contraband, which is super interesting. Now, here's one of the first quotes from uh, Pim Wolf. He says, we've had a great relationship with Microsoft and working with a first party has been intriguing as well. Seeing that actual, seeing what that actually means in terms of support and getting closer to the hardware. It's a new type of partnership for us. We've had, a fa- we've had fantastic partnerships in the past with Square Enix, 
with Bethesda, with Warner Brothers, but those are not in the same uh, ballpark when you start talking first party. Now, Microsoft isn't the only first party Avalanche could have teamed up with, but Hof says they, it made a lot of sense to work with Xbox on this because of the grandness of this particular project, adding it's not a concept we would pitch to every publisher. So they did have some takers, but they chose Xbox. Now, here's what Wolf had to say regarding Xbox Game Pass. And, folks, this is where it gets super interesting. Our main key objective is growing our user base. Even if it's not ours directly, in this case, it's going to be Xboxes, he explains. But we know that if we grow the user base, we know that the money and revenue will come. The main motivator for us as a company is not the cash. It's the entertainment, and we're entertaining vast numbers of people. Game Pass has been really great for us, especially if we look at our self-published title, um, The Hunter. Call of the Wild uh, helped us prove that the service model and Xbox Game Pass uh, was fantastic because we were able to reach so many more players. It's a good way for our people to try the game. And since uh, we have such a massive DLC catalog for that title, over 20, 20 DLCs to be uh, more specific, it's a beautiful way of getting people in, getting people engaged and showing that it's a stellar game. Then people are really tempted to buy more. So the business model really works to our advantage. Now, uh, Joe, I want to start you. I, I, you know, I want to start with Joe first here, Joe. And uh, and the two questions that I have for you: what what are what are our expectations for Contraband? On what little we know, because we have heard specifically mm -hmm. that they are targeting Horizon Zero Dawn type graphics nice. for this game. And what do you think about the choice words for the partnership with Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, and even more deals like this in the future? Um, I so. I, I'm not on, I, you know, I'll, I'll probably be wrong and eat these words, but I don't know if Avalanche is, uh, maybe it's similar to how PlayStation picked up Housemark in terms of, there was probably some talks, those talks are probably paused to get this game out the door, and then those talks are going to continue to, when, when this game hits. Okay. Um, cause I know that they're owned by a parent company called Nordics, Nordics film and they were acquired just a little while ago so i don't know if nordic uh would want to sell them off right after they purchased them but that being said maybe they do uh i i do think when when you're talking like horizon zero dawn level of of game uh, or caliber that's um it, it hits me back to a tweet i saw by my good friend rob uh rule two he 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 just started playing Horizon again, and he's like, "Dude, this game, this game is still beautiful. It is <laughs> like my, this game well, is so my, still so literally my gorgeous. favorite a new IP of, of of PlayStation last gen." Yeah. So like when when I hear that and, and I hear that of Avalanche, um, I'm I'm really thinking this game is going to be a lot of lush greens, right? Because if the rumors are correct, you're in like like Indonesia, I yes, think, or like Indonesia around there. And uh, so, like, that's what I'm thinking, like, all, like cool jungle environments. I'm thinking, like, even, like, Madagascar in, in Uncharted type of vibes, that type of color palette. So it excites me on, on that on that level. Um, 
and it's cool that they're shooting that high because I'm wondering if they can shoot that high. Um, cause Avalanche is known for the Just Cause series. I believe they did the Mad Max game and, uh, Fury 2, right? Was it? No, Rage. Rage 2. Rage 2. Yeah. Which, and, I, which was awesome, by the way. Yeah. It, it had a lot of promise, I think, that, that, that sequel. I, I just don't think the story panned out. Uh, or, or even the traversal elements panned out for them, at least for me. So I, I'm, I'm wondering, a, what their budget was for Rage Two compared to what Xbox is giving them, and what is the payout for this game, since it's going to be more reliant on Game Pass. Those are the things that I think about, like the that that cool back end stuff. But I'm wondering with the amount of of cash that they get from this or funding that they have from Xbox here, um, what caliber that they're able to hit? Like, is is it is this their horizon moment where like Killzone made good games, like or sorry, uh, Gorilla made good games in Killzone, but none of them they were never the Halo killer. So it, you know, they had this weird RPG that they worked on and damn, like now they are a premier studio because of that one game. So like, I really like that. They're like, this is our horizon. This is the caliber. We kind of want to reinvent ourselves here. We want to take what, what works. They work well with open world games and we're going to apply it here and do some crazy stuff with it. So I'm, I'm intrigued, man. I want to see where, where they go with this. I want to see what this game actually looks like. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited, you know, and this is the level of, of excitement I have. It's like, I'm excited, you know, I, 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 when we actually see that game next year, that's when I'll gauge my true excitement for it. You know, so, it's funny. They've been working on the game for a while. I, I don't know if I expect it next year. It, it's possible yeah. holiday potentially. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, like, like as like a trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, you know what? I mean, like I said, they've been working with Microsoft on this for quite some time from what we understand. We just now know about it. Now, what does quite some time mean in the COVID world? Well, I mean, it's safe to say that a year could have been just wiped off the the conversation for many for many studios, not just them. It's it's the industry as a whole. So maybe if there's no COVID, we get something early next year or we get a, this is how I would imagine it would have went. If there's no COVID, maybe at the Game Awards, we get a trailer, right? Co- you know, we're expecting big things from the Game Awards. We're hearing big things, you and I. Uh, and then obviously they release it sometime next year, maybe even holiday. But with, with the way the world is, the way the world has been, I, I don't, I may, maybe this is a, a 23 game. In, in my opinion, I, I don't know because we do. They have a lot planned for 2022. I think both studio, uh, both uh, platforms does uh, both Xbox and, and PlayStation. So I, this is a, one of those games that, you know what? Take your time with it. Don't rush. We want to we, we want a horizon moment here. You know what? If you take an extra year, it's fine. We have so many games coming out. It's it's we, we're in a position where we can wait. And I think that's the important thing. Uh, Jamie, let's get your opinion on this. Now, again, this is one of the highlights in a in a low way for Microsoft because it's a new IP. It's a new partnership with Avalanche that is not first party from what we understand, but we think maybe. Wh- where do you fall on contraband? But more importantly, what the CEO had to say on what Game Pass specifically has done for his team. Well, fortunately for you, 
I made a whole video about what contraband was last week. Oh, uh, so I've been following this game uh, since <laughs> 2020. Uh, before it had a name, you know, because I, I like Avalanche's games. You know, they make games, and this is this is going to be true to you know contraband as well. They make games where it's all about play agency and you, the player, having fun. Like Horizon Zero Dawn, that comparison. Like I get what those games are, like, but if you look at all of Avalanche's games, it's literally about you having fun. Just Cause is not a story focused game. They give you a rocket launcher and a bunch of things to blow up. Yay, it's fun. Uh, you know, same with Rage 2. They don't need these stories, you know, all the time. Like, they can make whatever they want. Um, but I, when it comes to contraband, like, this is a heist game, right? Yes. It's obvious, it, It's going to be about giving the player options. Like, look at the amount of options in Just Cause 4. You can fly through a tornado, then through a tunnel, and then get a boat, and then steal a jet, and then fly through that tornado with the jet you know it's 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 crazy and that's what they do there's going to be that open world madness in contraband but in the form of heists um but when it comes to the whole you know uh like how they broaden the the fan base and whatnot the the thing about square or oh, should i say avalanche is that they've kind of been done over in the past you know uh just cause three and four were basically screwed over because square enix wouldn't give them the time and marketing or money uh, I know this firsthand. Um, so when it comes to Microsoft, like Microsoft advertised the living hell out of Game Pass. All, like everywhere you look, they probably, you know, laser it on the moon at some point, Xbox Game Pass. Uh, so when it comes to like the whole Game Pass thing, it literally broadens up their games, these open world action games to millions of players because I know people in real life that only played one genre of games and then when they start using Game Pass, they start playing everything else. So, like, you have all these people that wouldn't normally play something like a Just Cause or a Contraband. Now we'll have the opportunity to jump in, quotes, for free. And I think that's big for Avalanche because they've always been hindered by, you know, smaller budgets and just Square's crappy marketing. Uh, unless it's Final Fantasy, you don't get any good marketing from Square um, or Dragon Quest. Um, yeah, but it's like, if you're a watching studio, you get shafted. Yeah, and the thing is, this is them getting basically a blank check to make the game they want. And it's big for yeah. them because the, the thing about Game Pass, and I don't think a lot of people talk about this, is that in 2021, you know, the COVID thing, it's messed up everything, yeah. But Game Pass, uh, it releases stress on developers because it wasn't about making a game and hoping to sell X amount of million copies. Like, look at Sleeping Dogs. It didn't sell the 7 million copies they wanted, so it was classed as a dead franchise. At that, You know, the first Tomb Raider game and the reboot, that didn't sell 7.5 million copies, so they, they considered it, you know, a mild success, right? But with Game Pass, they don't have to make these games that have to sell X amount of number of units. They, Microsoft make a variety of games now to... And you know, pay for games to be made to have variety in Game Pass because that's what yep. they're pushing. The adverts for their games now on TV don't say buy it now or buy it this date. They say play in Game Pass. Halo this year, the one of the biggest games of the year is not going to say buy it now. It's going to say play it in Game Pass. So when it comes to something like this, they can make this game carefree, relatively speaking. But it's like it, this is their opportunity to make the game they want with the advertising they want. Uh, without any stress, basically. And, you know, as a fan of Avalanche, I've been a fan of Avalanche since the first Just Cause game. Like, 
this is going to be the game that really makes them like known to the public. Yeah. And I think the one thing that you said that was interesting as well, um, in, in it's something to take note when it comes to heist is like, they really want you to mess around with that sound ba- sa- yes. sandbox. They really want you to, to, to break it, try to break it and just manipulate it. And so I've really, when you were saying that, I'm like, how does, how would that relate to a heist game? That excites me because yeah. think of how how much you're thinking on the fly and things are happening around you and manipulating the situations that that may be is is exciting to think about. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, if you want to, you want to talk about heists, uh, all you got to do is look to Grand Theft Auto Online and see how they did it. And uh, there was another one. What was the one you robbed banks with the with the, uh, the painted face masks? Um, Oh, payday? Are you yes, talking about? yes. So, so th- there, there is a bit of a, you know, hey, this is what's out there. Can they expand on those on those two crazy things? And that would be pretty awesome. Uh, we just, we actually, we just lost uh, Jamie. He should be back momentarily. N sixty four. Josh is supposed to be here. He's having some internet issues, uh, but we're gonna go right over to VJ. VJ, yes, hearing uh, from the CEO specifically talk about the first party partnership and what that means sure. to a studio like theirs. Uh, basically, uh, Joe and, uh, and um, Jamie had some great points about, hey, listen, here's a bunch of money. Go make the game you want to make. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, we're not worrying about you. You have to sell 3 million copies or it's a big L for Microsoft. No, we have 25 plus million people in the, in the, in the um, game pass and we're going to have 30 by the end of the year. You know what? Maybe they'll have 40. Maybe they'll have 50 by the time this game comes out. And mm-hmm. everyone that's anyone will play this game. But specifically, where are your thoughts on, on what he had to say regarding the two points, both Xbox, Game Pass, and working specifically close with the first party on the hardware? I've talked about Game Pass to death, really. Um, well, it's a conversation that yeah, just has to yeah. keep coming up because it, it's, it is the relevant yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um, look, at the end of the day, I think that um, just going off of what um, Elusive Gamer was saying, I think the studio has earned the trust um, amongst consumers, amongst its peers, um, and they've obviously presented something to Microsoft that's compelling and probably perhaps even distinct and that has a place in their portfolio. Um, and really, if you look at Xbox as a whole, they've been in sort of heavyweight investment mode for for some time. And after a sort of um, a scattergun approach of acquiring a plethora of studios in 2018, they recently obviously bought uh, Zenimax. So I would think that Xbox are now being far more strategic in what they in what they make and who they choose to work with or acquire. Um, there's so many good developers out there. Um, some that perhaps we don't even know. And um, I, I think that Avalanche have probably earned earned the right or the position that uh, that the position that they're in. Um, because let's be honest, um, game development is is tricky, it's messy, it's not pretty, and it's uh, and it's arduous. And uh, for a studio to, I, I don't know, maybe um, IL can tell us how long they've been about, but I think they've been for out for quite a number of years. So, so I think the the position they find themselves in is is well deserved. Um, the question is. Have Xbox reached reached critical mass in terms of their overall plan for the Xbox division, their hardware systems, and um, and Game Pass, right? And um, and a key and a key component of that, right, to make it a success is is a, a healthy pipeline of content. And 
I think for me, is that good enough, developed enough to ensure Xbox is successful for the next five, six, seven, eight years? Evidence seems to suggest so. If anything, Xbox is very strong right now. Um, and in terms of how good is Xbox, it's still up for debate and remains to be seen because it's just there's so so many unknowns at the moment. But what you wouldn't do is bet against them. Um, I'm just trying to give a, bal- a balanced answer here, Boom. And um, and since you know Xbox Game Studios has um, well, I suppose everybody knows have tons of pots and pans simmering away, right? And uh, it's uh, it's just it's a shame, right? So many of these games are. Well, some I guess the ones that I'm waiting for are, are, are at least a few years away, and I think I think the objective has to be to make the best of um, the situation that they find themselves in, and also make the games as best as possible uh, before they release them. As is Sony's mantra, I just want Microsoft to move away from creating and shipping games that are just good enough, and whoever Xbox Game Studios is in charge of sort of curating, you know, these second party deals, um, which I'm assuming it is, so please correct me if I'm wrong, and, um, and or intermittent, intermittent uh, or intermediate, I should say, content that they purchase from third parties, while certain first party games are still coming online, he or she should, you know, understand the gaps in the portfolio in relation to their captive audience that exists today, be it hardware system owners, current subscribers, and the demographic or classification of subscribers that will gain in the future, because it is going to change, because they're, they're just targeting just such a huge audience right now, right? So um, it, it requires careful planning and management, uh, since games take a long, long time to create these days. And mm-hmm. um, as long as the correct deals are done for the right and ethical reasons, uh, with uh, with a wholehearted and full support, uh, because I think you know, elusive gamer pointed to right that publishers perhaps start out well. Everybody starts out right, and my game is beautiful, right? And then on paper, it looks fantastic, and publishers invest money into them. But some of the reasons why games are not provided the funding is because by the end of the production of the game, four years down the line, which no one can foresee what the landscape of the video game industry will look like, they say, you know what, we don't particularly want to invest tens of millions of further dollars into promoting this game because we just don't think it's probably going to hit the mark and it's uh, we'll just release it as it is and, and uh, hopefully perhaps break even. And obviously, that being said, uh, Xbox with Game Pass are offering um, uh, games publishers and, of course, their own internal content a second or third or fourth bite at the cherry, right, in terms of being able to recoup their investment. So so it's a win-win at the moment. And at the mo- and as I say, Microsoft are, are fast approaching um, a situation where, as I said, back in 2018, you know, it was a seller's market. And right now, I think it's fast becoming a buyer's market, so Microsoft can be selective. And I just hope they go for the best possible uh, quality in, in all of their endeavors or, or whichever you know business avenues that they take going forward. And uh, as long as they do this um, in, in the right way, I'm all good and have no complaints. And um, all's, all's, all is well in the world of gaming. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Real quick, I got a shout out Roscoe Gaming. I'll throw his, his his comment on there. He says contraband sounds like a cross between Smuggler's Run, and I loved Smuggler's yeah, Run and Payday. Yeah, I could man. not think about what that game is. Good on you for bringing that up, dude. Welcome to the program, and thank you for that. Big shout out to Z Black Rider. Great, great to see you in the chat and back listening to the show. Um, listen, folks, four five hundred people are here. Five. 100 people 
are here to hear what we have to say. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, definitely appreciate the love. If you're new, subscribe to the channel immediately. You will not be disappointed. You don't get you, you don't get uh, console war shenanigans. You don't get nonsense. You get quality content each and every week. And I'm telling you, you're gonna love it. Uh, but I want to move on to the next topic. But folks, before I do, I gotta thank a couple of people for some monster super chats that have come in. We had uh, Gerald Mack. Uh, drop a $2, a very generous $2 super chat. Shout out to XFP and Mr. Boomstick. Well, thank you, Gerald. Appreciate you being here, and thank you for the shout out. Ricky Felon drops an outstanding, wow, $25 super chat. Thank you, Ricky. Bre definitely appreciate that. Would love to see a new Conqueror's Bad Fur Day. Yes, yes, yes. So would I. We need platformers. You rock, boom, awesome cast. Well, thanks so much for the compliment. Thank you for the generosity. And yes, folks, uh, Conquer. Again, it's one of those old IPs that would find an audience uh, no matter what uh, with the kids. Now, here's the thing. I'm not saying it's happening. I'm saying that when we when you Conquer was just added to Xbox Live uh, go, Games with Gold. It's a, you know, there're not a lot of good games in there. That's one of them that's a standout. It's an OG Xbox and you can play it on your Xbox Series X. Mm -hmm. If you download it, folks, listen. Microsoft looks at the numbers. If, if 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 five million people download this free game from uh, you know where no one really gives a shit about games for gold, you're gonna tell them, hey, listen, we we we, we kind of want a new conquer. So listen, download the game, let them know. King of Games drops a very generous two dollars. Who says forget acquisitions? I'm offended about no conquer. <laughs> See, there it is. Everybody wants a conquer, and why the hell not? Because listen, it's conquer, and he was rude. And it was, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, poo jokes and stuff like that. Listen, that's just pure fun. Uh, uh, Master Jazz, good friend of the show, says, we need platformers. We need old uh, IP is Psychonauts. Uh, 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 well, yeah, you can play the original Psychonauts right now, uh, and you should, because a new one's coming out soon. New one looks amazing, no doubt about that. But let's get into topic number three, folks. Um and this one over here is a bit of an interesting one. This, this, this is one of those topics that you got to build up because there's not much to go on. Um, and this comes to us from Phil Spencer, um, Xbox boss, of course. I think you know who Phil Dominus uh, Maximus Aurelius Spencer is. Um, he revealed some new information, new details on Fable. And my hype meter has have has officially gone through the roof. Now, during Phil Spencer's sit-down interview with IGN's Unlocked, and again, not a big fan of IGN. I'm not going to hide that, folks. I'm not going to war with them, but I don't like their stuff. I will admit this was a great episode of Unlocked. A lot of big questions were asked. Phil being, you know, the, 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 the words master that he is, handled it like a champ. And if you missed it, definitely go check that out for sure. Uh, but you know, though the interview was somewhat brief and it was a, it was a you know a nice enough chunk of Phil, he talked about Fable, uh, Playground Games Fable, and this is what he had to say. And again, folks, there's not a lot of meat on the bones, and I actually literally wrote that in my in my uh, in my script for today's show. He says clearly, uh, uh, Fables clearly. And he pauses, always been a little more lighthearted and a little bit more British. Uh, I think I, I think I could say, and I think P Playground Games will keep it there. Now, again, not a lot of meat on this bones here 
in regards to what Phil had to say, but it's how he said it. Now, the question that, that I walked away with now, you know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I said about two, maybe about a year ago when we got the confirmation that, yes, Fable's coming. What kind of Fable do we want? Now, I originally was like, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest. I want a Witcher-style Fable. I want adult graphics. I want PlayStation-type realism graphics. That's what I want. But now I sit back and I hear Phil talk about it. Not because Phil said it, but specific IPs have a certain expectation on their presentation, right? Fable had a trilogy. Third one, not that great. My favorite is still two. I enjoyed one, sure. I like the OG, but two was my favorite. So in order of two, one, and three. Three was okay. I, I beat them all. But there was something with the what they what Phil talked about, the, the British charm and humor found in this trilogy. And I honestly thought about it now, you know, writing this topic. Would I want that removed from the game? Would it, would it be a real fable if it didn't have these elements? Like if Zemi was here, and obviously Zemi's on the Tuesday show, he wants to kick chickens. I said nay originally. I said, no, nah, nah, listen, let's not kick any chickens. Let's, 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 play, let, let's have a game like The Witcher. But again, sitting back and thinking about it, I think he might be on to something. So the conversation that I bring to the chat, and I have to involve the chat because I want to know what you folks, you fine ga guys and gals have to say. But I got to bring it to the RBC. The reason why you're here, not to just listen to me, but the panel as well, is what kind of fable do we want playground games to make? Now, they're going to make what they're going to make, right? And I think based on yeah. what Phil said, that it's probably going to re retain the charm from the originals. Joe, I want to start with you first. Sure. What kind of fable are you hoping for? Can we get a PlayStation level realism type of graphics, but still maintain the charm of the British based humor? Um, okay. I love fable. Fable is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. The original I've beaten that countless times. I can't even tell you how many times, like it's, it's a lot. I know the number is too much. Um, so what I would want from a fable is kind of what they promised back in the OG. I remember that Game Informer article where like, what is it? Oh uh, God, was it Peter Monahue or whatever? Yes. I can't yeah, 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 yeah. He was yeah. like, he wanted like some co-op experience, drop in, drop out. Yeah. Your buddy's playing with you. Um, fable needs to feel like fable. So I need a fable game to feel monty python-esque inspired humor okay uh, i like fables, where you're going yeah fables art style is supposed to be more whimsical than than serious but the the thing that makes it hilarious is though it looks whimsical it is dark as shit um so i love oh sorry dark is crap that's okay uh, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> try to keep it pg-13 so yeah, like to me, that's what Fable is. Okay. Um, and and when it gets dark, it really hits those like fantastical elements. So, I I what I want out of Fable is, I want them to understand the spirit of what a Fable is. I want them to give me the freedom of like that of a Skyrim, where I could go 
be a two-handed, you know, axe-carrying warrior one minute, and then just put my robes on and I'm a wizard the next. Um, I that's that's I think really important for me. I want it so that I'm able to go into each area. They don't have to be interconnected. You know, they don't have to be uh, roller coaster esque like a like a Warcraft would be. But like, if I'm going into an area, I want to have the ability of playing with my friends. I actually take a look at like early Fable designs. I, I when I'm when I'm thinking of it, it's more akin to like a dungeon crawler esque. Um, I hate to put this. I hate to throw it out there. Um, because it's, it's not exactly one-to-one, but like when I'm thinking of a fable area, I'm also thinking of that of like a dark souls esque where you have not the difficulty, just level design. Please don't yell at me where you do have a, a start point and a clear end point to the area. Uh, and it's kind of, it's, it's kind of leading you to where you need to go, but adding some mystery and, uh, almost like a honeycombed like level design where the, there's all these like twisted corridors that you could go out and explore. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking when I'm thinking fable. Fables, fables great when the scope, when they understand its scope. And I think that could go for any game, but when it, when it understands what it, what it is, I think it's, it's at its best. I, I, I hate Fable 3 because I think it tries to go way too big. Yeah. And I like when Fable is somewhat kind of contained, if that makes any sense. So that's what I want Fable to be, man. I just want them to understand what makes Fable Fable. And I think they do. And oh my God, Senua's face scares me. I don't like this. Paint it away. <laughs> Paint it away. That's nightmares. That was nightmare. Uh, Jeez. Yeah, you know what please. I mean. Uh, you, you listen, FYI, Zemi played. I forgot about that part. That's with, with a nightmare. The off. By the way, he played it with the sound off. Uh, yeah, he doesn't like those kind of scary games. Uh, uh-uh. But uh, yeah, that 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 was a creepy part. But yeah, I, I like what you're going. <laughs> I, I like yeah. where. Yeah, I do admit with you, uh, three. It overreached, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, and it took it uh, down uh, a path that might have been too big for itself. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of promises were made uh, that were undelivered. And I think that was due to limitations of the hardware. Uh, but yeah. we could see those, uh, those types of drop-in, drop-out co-op, uh, the, you know, the bigger areas where you can go, uh, you know, potentially come, you know, come to the new fable. But you know what, uh, Jamie, let, let's get your opinion. You obviously are from the UK. Uh, when you hear Phil Spencer talk about the British charm and humor that came with Fable 1, 2, and 3, for you as someone that really enjoys The Witcher, you like those big open world realistic type of graphics with the down and deep gritty uh, you know, side missions. Uh, where do you personally want to see Fable be? become what do you want that that new rebooted ib to look like uh, fable needs to be fable in the modern age you know okay um, i like, like it like i i used to say and people took this the wrong way uh fable needs to be like the witcher and i don't mean that as in tone like it just needs to be like that in mission structure because all the missions in fable one through three is basically go to area press x that that's literally where it was uh, you know, this is the first open world Fable game. They've all been hub world designs in the past. Uh, the the humor of Fable is pretty unique because uh, in the second one, which is my favorite, like if you don't buy protection, you can get an STD. Not all games do that, <laughs> you know. 
Um, and you know, and, and that's a life lesson for people: wear protection. You know, um, but uh, I like. I like the fact that they they weren't afraid to pull like you know not pull like stupid jokes because there's stupid jokes in the Fable games, but it's also super serious. Like you can sacrifice your family, your dog, you know, it's, you can sacrifice random people. Uh, the third one jumped the shark. Like starting as the king, uh, no, we don't need that. Like starting with the king and a pile of money is not the way to start an RPG, in my opinion. It's all about the journey, not the end. Um, so I think, you know, them keep alluding to the fact it's still going to be the same thing. Because but remember when Fable was rumored to come back years ago, uh, there was rumors going around that it might be an American studio. And people in the UK pretty much like, you know, kind of cringed because like, I love Americans. Y'all be beautiful people. But like British humor is British humor. Like we do that our way, you know. And I yeah. think Fable just needs to continue that. Um, you know, the third one. You know, if you remember, it was leaning into like steampunk a little bit, and it just didn't seem right. You know, it was missing that magic. It was a, that, a little out of touch you know, in some areas. I agree. And I th- yeah, yeah, and it, it was just weird, like it just out of place. But the second game, like most people agree, like that game was phenomenal. Uh, and the, if you think about the combat in Witcher and Fable, is kind of similar. You know, you have your 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 broadsword or you know your melee weapon. You have a gun and you have magic or you know, as uh, used to their own buttons, but it's like I think they can take things from Witcher and apply it to like because think about it, the Witcher three came out and set a new gold standard for Western RPGs. So like you've got to think, well, they're bound to have learned something from that. Uh, so I think we will see pretty much. You know, the the thing is, playground games. We know what kind of games they make. Bloody gorgeous racing games. So the fact they're making that in the same engine. And you know it, it can look possibly that good. Like I, I don't expect people to look like you know realistic in this game. Like they always go for a whimsical art style. Uh, so like as long as it looks good and it plays good, it'll be the fable people will want. And I agree. I think I think you definitely onto something when you talk about fable uh, being in the hands of uh, playground games. Now listen, I, I understand two separate teams. And I've heard people actually fight me on this. Like I, when I say that's the team that's making Fable, no, Mr. Boomstick, you're wrong. It's another team. Listen, banana heads. One team, one group of people at playground is one team. That's how they see it. They don't look at say team. That, that's team B. There, they they're, they're the they're, they're the benchers. They suck with the A team. No, it's one freaking team that works at playground games, and we got a chance to see both at E3. And in their in their little uh, you know snippet afterwards of how they're making Forza Horizon Five, Th- those rock formations look like they were literally real. Like you, they looked real. Uh, with that said, what are you expecting, Jamie? Um, Jamie, a uh, VJ. Where where do you want to see Fable uh, go? Uh, do you, do you want to see it keep that same British charm? that everyone knows and loves like kicking chickens and potentially getting an STD and potentially retaining the real, like Senua type graphics. It could, it could it look like Senua's a saga or, you know, and still be fable. Um, 
just just before I do that, boom. Just on on the previous topic, boom. So we don't misunderstand or misinterpret each other. It's not that I didn't want to discuss Game Pass. I love expressing. Oh my yeah, thoughts. that's okay. Don't worry about it. That's fine. I was, I, the, the funny thing is, is that it's just a good thing I'm not in charge of um, Fable's localization because I was actually attempting to impart some dry British humour that perhaps everyone might be slightly wary and tired of my perspective. Obviously, I mis failed miserably. Anyway, to the to, to the topic to the topic um, that you've laid out for us. Um, I've said that I've, um, I really loved the trailer that they showed. Um, I think it was, was last year now. Time seems to fly so quickly these days. And uh, I think I've also said before, but I'll say it again, I think approximately 20 years ago, the, the two Carter brothers, uh, Dean and his brother Simon, created and designed um, the world of Fable. Uh, while they were over at Big Block, Big Big Blue Box Studios, and uh, they developed and um, and uh, wrote the story and and the nuanced humour, uh, which we've all come to love, cherish, and admire, uh, even in 2021. Um, and Peter Molyneux joined the project um, much later on um, in in its development, and basically he came in to help frame uh, the game um, and add his sort of creative experience and expertise to help more precisely shape the game's visual formula and structure, uh, obviously based based on, on on the hardware that he was working on. And then Microsoft went out and marketed Fable to the masses, sort of framing or, or leaning towards a very different story or set of events that took place prior to the game's release. Uh, I was never sort of entirely happy about that. Credit and respect and acknowledgement where it's due uh, should be the order of the day. Um, the, the two brothers were were very unique individuals, so therefore you cannot imitate them or, or reproduce their work. That would be folly or, or, or a, fool's a fool's errand at the very least. And now you have the beloved sort of Fable IP in the hands of PGG, a, a prolific studio for Xbox, and they really excel at whatever is asked of them. Um, feel free to correct me. Uh, I'm not as well versed in the history as maybe some of the others on the panel or in the chat. And the, um, and for the PGG, they they do have to live up to quite a bit since Fable for many, um, having played the original myself all those years ago when I was far younger and far better looking back in those days, and now I look like Mr. Bad Bit. But as I say for uh, as I say for some, um, it is. You mean absolutely gorgeous? Thank you. Yeah, absolutely spot on, sir. Spot on. As, <laughs> I'm the brave one with the camera, VJ. Okay, look. I know. And I'm just hiding behind my teacup. As I say, yeah. as I say, you know, Fable uh, for many is is one is one of uh, well, one of my I can say one of my uh, sort of most uh, cherished uh, gaming memories. Um, the, the team and person over personnel over uh, Playground Games is now obviously of a, of a very different generation and upbringing compared to the boys and girls over at Big big blue box studios back in the day. Although I understand it needs to be checked because I could be very wrong here that there may be a, a sprinkle or, or a, a, of personnel attached to the current project that worked on the previous title since I think where um, the studio's uh, PGG is based over in Lemington Spa is not too far from, from Guildford where the original games were developed. Um, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, I think whatever uh, Playground Games creatively endeavor to sort of produce needs to be how they see Fable through a very specific modern creative lens, so to speak, um, while staying true to the foundations of the original games. And But it has to align with their vision and skill set. And I, I hope they don't try to mimic or make Fable in such a way that it caters for everyone's demands or it will end up being a very sort of higgledy-piggledy mess of a game 
But, but having said that, I would say we, we've all seen the trailer, which was showcased last year, as I say, um, which I might add was received extremely well. Would that be fair to say? And so I hope that in the midst of sort of discussing what we would like to see or, or perhaps even anticipate that, that Playground Games are using this concept trailer as a, as a cornerstone or, or bedrock, if that's the right word, to sort of present what they used it to do, right, to present and communicate what they are actually targeting visually, stylistically, and narratively speaking. And I had no complaints, Boom. I think we had a show right after that that trailer. And, uh, and I hope that they stick to their guns and uh, are otherwise allowed to do so, unimpededly so, regardless of external, external sort of peer or, or, or producer pressure, which will they have, which will they, well, well all studios inevitably receive right on a weekly basis uh, from fans and definitely from corporate. But um, I'm very much looking forward to Fable, as no doubt we all are. And as I said back then, a year ago, boom, I think it's out of all of the studios, uh, X, uh, XGS, I think it's in the best possible hands. And I don't think that they will disappoint. And I agree with you there. I, I, I don't think they're going to disappoint either. Uh, really, what I want to do is I want to catch up on some of the Super Chats. And I, but, I, but I first want to give a shout out to One Bad Mother. Now, if you don't know that name, uh, he is a writer for Xbox Era. Now, I've uh, been in touch with, of course, uh, Special Nick. Uh, because he's in Australia... We're finding it hard to get together. Oh uh, man, he said, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah you, need a, it, you need a six a.m. show. It would boom. have to. You know what? I, I think what I'm going to try to do. I haven't reached out to them, so listen. Don't say Boom said he's going to be on your show. I think what I'm going to seek if we can do it is maybe I can guest on their show and talk about it because I think that they get together. M me being on their show instead of them being on my show might be easier because of that time. But special Nick, obviously, the guy has incredible talent. Uh, Xbox Era is one of my favorite places, not only to watch podcasting, but get their news. So a uh, big shout out to him. Uh, one Bad Mother is a great writer. He put up a, a great a great uh, um, article uh, talking about what we're going to talk about now, and that is the business of acquisitions. Uh, you know what, One Bad Mother, I will add it to the show notes when I'm done here to get people to read your uh, write-up. I thought it was fantastic. Thanks for being here, brother. But let me just I'll catch drop up it in the you. private chat, right? Oh, cool. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Let me just catch up with some of the super chats we had. Uh, we had one come in from our very generous friend of the show, Reggie Mobile 9, drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, I'm with you, Boom. I wanted a more Witcher-like view, but I did want the humor. I doubt the visuals will be uh, will be subpar with what Playground is doing. I want Witcher level level style missions. Salute to you all. Yeah, I agree. Yes, yes, yes. Check every box you just said. Thank you for the generosity, brother. Definitely appreciate that. We had another super chat come in from I'm seeing our good friend Gary Duddle, generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding five dollars super chat. Says, can I confirm? We do more than kick chickens in the UK. <laughs> yes. Thank you for the confirmation there, Gary. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, Space Davikin drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, Fable needs to stay to its roots while modernizing. Uh, yeah, you know what? I agree with you there. But, folks, listen. Let me get to the banners over here for a hot second. And let me just change that. You know, you know give everyone their props that uh, supports uh, Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, but, listen. Now... We had the undercards, right? We had the lead up to what everyone, the 500 people here have been waiting for, the business of acquisitions. And we're going to get into it. Let me just pull up my show notes as the police go by. Hopefully, they're not here for me. But 
let me just get the uh where are we in the timestamp? Okay. So 115, folks. Listen, the timestamps go up as soon as this show is done. So if you missed it and you want to get specifically where we started and finished the topic, they'll be there for you. But listen, you're here for what I've been uh advertising for days. Now, since 2018, E3 more specifically, every Xbox fan, including myself waits patiently for the $2 trillion company known as Microsoft to announce their next set of acquisitions in the developer and publisher space. Now, the industry, as we know it, folks, is still reeling over the $7.5 billion Zenimax deal that was announced in September of 2020. And since then, there's been a lot more speculation and rumors than you can shake a stick at. Well, Thanks to an insider, an industry insider, who is a friend of Double Barrel Gaming, some incredible documentation uh, came my way uh, from Everborn Saga. And me and him sat down with this information, and we took a look at it. And to say that our eyes were opened would be an understatement. Now, two weeks ago on Primetime Gaming, Monday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we talked specifically about this incident or, or situation that we were privy to and we were made to understand that both tt games and netherrealm studios are in play for an acquisition now with just the documentation i say take boom's word for it but if you're one of these folks that like you know what boom i like you but i don't trust you i say okay not a problem i have more information and this was sent to me. Now, again, this is a small channel. My DMs are open. I get a lot of information. A lot of the stuff I don't talk about because they're, they're, I just I can't back up what I'm going to say, so I will not talk about it. What I'm going to tell you now is a tip that was sent to me by the one person that sends stuff to me, which will remain nameless, and I trust. And it's about the next six potential acquisitions that Microsoft is going to announce in the coming months. Now, if that's not enough for you, right? You say, well, boom, I like the road you're going, but I'm not just there yet. Okay, I'm going to give you another piece of evidence. Special Nick, who I just talked about from Xbox Era, was on Colt Eastwood's show monday evening show at 8 p.m eastern standard time and again going up against colt it's tough he's a good he's a good dude and he's got big numbers so boom is the, is the little is, is the little one the, the little engine that could but of course we're very happy for colt and his success he had special nick on monday night show if you missed it get over to colt eastwood's channel sub that man he doesn't need me to do that for him he's got one hundred thirty-four thousand subs Colt is doing okay. He's eating well, but I still have to support everyone regardless of socks. And I love, I love Colt. Had a chance to meet him, him and his wife in 2019. Great, great dude. Great, great dude. On this particular show, Special Nick, who I extremely trust, and he doesn't talk out the side of his neck. He said specifically, and I quote, Microsoft spending spree is far from over and this is what the well, he actually didn't say that i'm sorry i'm saying that i have his quote right here in front of me and again this was on colt eastwood's weekly show 
he reached out to the one tipster that he trusts indubitably, that he gets all of his hot off the presses information that he can go and he can say with absolute fact, this is what was told to me. And he asked that particular source, do you have anything for me? I'm going on the Colt Eastwood show and I want to bring something with me. And this is what this is. This is the exact quote coming from Special Nick of Xbox Era. It's acquisition season for Microsoft. Short and sweet. Now you say to yourself, well, boom. What does that really mean? It's acquisition season. Well, I think it's self-explanatory. It means that they're going to be spending some serious bucks. Now, we've seen Sony. Um, obviously, uh, th they made a couple of purchases. I think both of them are going to benefit Sony in a big way. Uh, two of which never came to fruition as of yet, which is Arc System Works, which I think is going to happen. And Blue Point Games, I don't know what happened with that. I think that that's going to happen as well because Blue Point works specifically with Sony. They do it well. They work on their, you know, they, they, they bring old titles and make them new again. And I think that it's literally a match made in heaven for both companies. That was accidentally mentioned. They pulled it back. That's probably going to happen at one of their Sony events coming up. They're going to make the official announcement. But I have to get into what studios I think and what was told to me are coming to Xbox Game Studios. Now, of course, I'm going to protect my source and I'm not going to give you the name, folks. That's the way it is. Whether you believe me or you don't, I have three different sources for you. I got Special Nick saying it's acquisition season. I got the documentation that Everborn Saga and I got a chance to look at, which I will not read specifically because we don't want to get anybody in trouble, and my personal tipster who I trust. Now, these are the six studios that are potentially coming to Xbox Game Studios and will be announced in the coming months. Now, Avalanche Studios is the top of my list, and I say that because of what I said earlier in the show. When they showed Contraband, it did not say global partnerships. That is something they usually put up there when they're working with a team and Xbox. That's not what it said. It said Xbox Games Studios, which tells me that they are number 24. And I have heard from another source that this deal is done. They just haven't announced. There is a deal done that has not been announced. I have that on good, on good authority. The next five are extremely interesting. And I'm going to tell you this. Not saying it's industry, you know, game over for PlayStation or Nintendo. I'm saying if this comes, if these next five studios come to Xbox Game Studios, and I have a good, good feeling that they are, man, it is going to really round out what Microsoft can do for its millions of fans and Xbox Game Pass specifically. And in no particular order, these are the next five. IO Interactive, Rocksteady Games, NetherRealm Studios, TT Games, and Monolith Studios. Now, I don't know about you folks. I am getting goosebumps just reading it because that is a list of monster developers. Is it going to come true? I can't say for sure, but this is what I have been told, 
and going on based what Nick had to say and what we saw in the documentation a couple of weeks ago, I think we're on to something here. Joe, I got to go to you first. Now, we saw Sony make some big moves. And I know people are like, well, they're not the biggest moves. I, I, sure. I, would, I would disagree because one of those moves is the Dutch studio that makes incredible PC ports. And I think that's mm -hmm. what's coming to PlayStation because yeah. that's how they need to evolve. Yeah. Right? That, that we, we understand that. As I fall and I burn to death. Here we go. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm burned to death. And I, why did I fall? I was right at the edge. I don't understand why I fell. It's ridiculous. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, um, you know, seeing um, uh, the Returnal studio become first party, super important. I could not be sure. happier. My question, bringing it back to Xbox, is these six studios all bring a special kind of something to them in one way or another. And, you know, specifically... TT Games. Let's start with that. This sure. would bring potentially all of those Lego games into Game Pass in a, in, in a mega dump of... They have 24 games. If you didn't know, 24 Lego games are out there, folks. That would potentially come. Mm -hmm. They could do a Banjo-Kazooie, a remake, right? right? right. They're the family, right? We heard Phil, Phil say he wants family-type games, yep. right? That would pick that up. What's interesting is on the podcast, I think it was something pixel something that Phil was on. He's, they specifically asked him about my favorite IP, yeah. and that's Killer Instinct. And I've been, I've been jazzing for a Killer Instinct 2 proper. We haven't yeah. had it. What did Phil say? We don't have the team to make said game. <laughs> you get NetherRealm Studios, and you do because... Mm -hmm. Ed Boon himself talked about it. I would love right. to make a Killer Instinct game versus Mortal Kombat. Well, there you go, folks. And the rest of the, the rest, of, I mean, listen, go to Marvel, get Black Panther, get Daredevil, get whoever the hell you want. Ooh, that's right? big thunder. Did you hear that thunder? I did. And that's bad. That was nuts. So, yeah, I might lose power. That, okay, that's well, listen, crazy. hopefully you don't, but let's yeah. get your opinion on it. You, yeah. you give it to Rocksteady and you sure. say, listen, you made as many Bat game, Batman games. What character do you want? You want to make them have, you want to say, you want them to say, we want to make a Punisher game. Okay, sign me up. You want to make a Captain America game right here, brother, my favorite hero. I say yes. What are yeah. your thoughts on all of the rumors of acquisition se season being in play for Microsoft and the information that I have provided to you behind the scenes regarding the studios? Would these be big gets for Microsoft? They'd be big. I don't know how realistic they are, though. So, like, I think the most realistic one out of all of them is TT Games. Yeah. Um, I think what we're going to see, I, like, yeah, acquisitions. Yeah, we're, we're a lot. A lot of companies are buying a lot of companies here. You're you're getting a lot of focus, a lot of entertainment companies looking at video games seriously for the first time. You're seeing big conglomerates like Tencent looking at the European theater and going, yep. "Okay, what do we do here?" Yes. Um, so European theater, like it's World War II, but you get just, um, yeah, you're gonna <laughs> I see a, what you're saying. <laughs> you're gonna see a lot of a lot of people buy a lot of a lot of folks, and um, so for me, I, I think when I when I take a look at What's going on with WB and them being sold off uh, to Discovery and um, being merged into that new company? There's a lot of things that could go that need to stay that need to be redefined. So, you know, right now, 
I, it, I, you know, I could see, I could see that whole structure just fizzling out and being sold off. And at the same exact time, I could see just everything being kept, yeah. uh, in order to make more money on their existing IPs. Uh, you know, uh, I have said it on previous shows, you know, uh, cast co-op, I, I keep saying, uh, or, or Ains gave me this idea of, um, of you're going to see media companies hand out, start handing out IP like like crazy to, to studios, Xbox, PlayStation, yeah. EA, Activision. You're going to see a lot more superhero stuff. I mean, you're already seeing it right now with like Square. You're going to see that. Um, the reason why I say TT Games probably on that chopping chopping block of like here is they don't typically handle. Like they handle Lego stuff, and I don't know how in how you know the Lego company and WB operate, right? Like how in tandem do they operate? So like theoretically, if WB doesn't want to make Lego games anymore because they don't make Lego shows or Lego movies like they once did, then I could see them going, okay, this studio is a little redundant maybe we go out there and we we you know we sell them off i think they make a lot of sense to xbox because you're right they don't have a big family focus you know thing you know like i don't know an ip that's active right now that is family centric maybe like see if they use technically but like to me there's there's not there's not that I guess platformer. Like we now have Astrobot on PlayStation, uh, Knack. <laughs> okay, no jokes. I mean, lose power. But uh, it, but like you see Nintendo with Mario. Like I want to see TG Games make a banjo. I think you're you're on the money there. Yes, I, I really think in terms of Nether Realms, that is an interesting one because WB has stated they want to make if they're making video games, it needs to be off their movie property. Mm. Um, so it really does depend how well did that Mortal Kombat movie do? And you know, that's the in thing. My head. It, it, it didn't do well. That, that's that's one of the things it, 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 we I've I've actually seen uh you know articles on it. It didn't do well for them, even even in uh uh, uh HBO Max, and more specifically, yeah. didn't do good Ooh. in the theater. Ooh. God damn, Poseidon's like, uh-uh, I love that movie, boom. Please say nice things. <laughs> So yeah, it, yeah, because like I, I was like I was trying to look at like Mortal Kombat successes. Like after that movie, it was just silence. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it it depends there. But even if I'm like WB, I do understand. I have Nether Realm. I know that they want to make a RPG. They've been talking about it for years now. Even with yeah. Injustice Two, they were talking about it. Yeah. So like, it what like what do they want to make? What in if I'm WB, do I want to cultivate that studio or do I want to say like, man? Well, you know, I mean, and see, that's a great point because you have to now ask yourself, is the discovery people, are they looking at these studios and saying, man, you know, yeah, Mortal Kombat didn't do well in the movies. Great games, you know, but, yeah. but do they want to invest in allowing the team to stretch its arms a little bit and make an RPG? That's an investment. Yeah. You see, whereas it makes more sense for Microsoft because they say, Ed Boone, hey, listen, you know what? Make your RPG. Don't worry about how long it takes. Yeah. We got your game pass. And I think in terms of that, too, like if I'm a studio like WB that's trying to recover, 
Like to me, it does make, and again, I'm not a business guy. don't have a degree. So I don't, or a business degree. So I don't know. I'm talking out of my butt, but, <laughs> um, it would make sense to me to sell because I'm like, I need to recoup a bunch of cash. Now I can just license. Yes. Yeah. I can just license these games out, make money with little effort. That would make sense. I would look at, I, I would look at the Spider-Man success and say, okay, maybe we can do that. But I'm also looking at the, we have all these really good studios that people love. The Batman IP just kills. We have games right now in the oven that are about to come out in a year. Uh, why not we just hold on to these games, wait for them to, to for their day ones, wait for them to sell, and then reevaluate. Yeah. Like, okay, then we like then we start talking to people. Because if I'm a company and I just spent hundreds of millions of dollars to make a game possible like Hogwarts, like you know, Batman and all that, that's that's a that's that's a lot of money I want. So Microsoft would have to come in there with a freaking amazing deal to it help would it would be somewhere that. again, uh you know it would be it would be in in the bees billions oh absolutely but like and i'm thinking like they paid dude they they overpaid for bethesda like a lot yeah. mm -hmm. right to make a to make a point and so like how much are you spending for that bat like it's batman you you take everything out of what bethesda has right there it don't equate to batman so like you know that's and that's just hard Man, it's fucking Batman. Yeah. And then you also have, you know, the Suicide Squad and like the DC lineup to then work with, theoretically. Um, so like, yeah, it, it would be a big it would be a big purchase. Doesn't mean that Microsoft doesn't have big wallets because they're here to make a they're here to make a, a a a message saying we're in this for the long haul. If you thought we weren't, here's a bunch of money that proves you're wrong. Yep. I uh, I think I think that's what they're trying to go for. So I don't know, man. Uh it could be all it, 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 what interests me is what if it's none of these <laughs> i mean you know, it it, it, again you know? the, the the only two again it, you're right joe it could literally be none of these yeah but again if it was just uh, look i'm gonna be honest with you if it yeah. was just my tip yeah right i would say you know what Who? it's 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 not even 50 50 it, it's more like 75 not happening 25 potentially but yeah. when you start to factor in all of these different people putting their ideas into one pot it's starting to make a really nice broth i'm gonna be sure. honest with you and you know again I, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna refer to the notes for a second because i, I want to bring in Jamie also Moran. i gotta go this this thunder is getting listen go take care nuts. of business thank you no. before you get on out here tell me about the trophy room yeah. and and where you're going to be back tonight uh with yes Nate. God, God willing, it's getting really nuts. Find me over at the Trophy Room, PS Trophy Room on Twitter, at Mr. Badbit on Twitter. Um, if Poseidon doesn't sweep my house down, you can see us going live, hopefully today at 5 p.m. EST over at twitter.tv slash PS Trophy Room. If you can't catch a live, don't worry. We're on video versions at the Trophy Room Show on YouTube and the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, wherever you find your podcast services of choice. With that, I'm about to fight either the God of Thunder or the Lord of the Sea. So let's do this. Bye bye. Yeah, take care, brother. We'll see you, Jamie. Let's let's bring you into the conversation. Now, I, I'm referring to my notes because I pulled an article where the article specifically said, and I believe this is this is well, I got this article from Game Rant, someone else that I I, I enjoy getting my information from, uh, and uh, this was uh, this was 
last this was actually this was june 3rd microsoft is looking to make another bethesda level acquisition in 2021 according to rumors and news microsoft announced obviously in 2020 that it would be acquiring bethesda's parent company zenimax for 7.5 billion dollars this was one of the biggest acquisitions in video game history apparently microsoft is looking to at least match the next purchase or announcement of purchases in size and that says to me we could get one of those big ones maybe everything that we just talked about again take it with a grain of salt folks but when you have myself with the tips when you have the uh, being privileged thanks to everborn saga to a specific document uh that we saw some things and you get special nick talking about it listen folks again we could be all wrong but what if we're right so jamie my question to you is look the as as big as xbox is for us the 500 plus people here xbox means so much to us it's not just about xbox it's about xbox game pass and they need to add titles significant titles to xbox game pass to keep growing the subscription rate and an alarming amount of people and it's happening like right in front of us folks they're averaging 1 million new subscribers per month that is growth jamie what are the what, i don't know what the potential is what if microsoft does add these six studios what does that do for xbox game studios moving forward uh, well i just want to say i don't think they are purchasing some of those studios okay but I'll, i will talk about the whole if they do like what it'll mean um i do have a list of studios of what i think they'll buy um so like let, let's say hypothetically they did get them uh microsoft do need uh you know some child-friendly games in there they do despite what some say uh, and the thing is not every game has to be for everyone you know someone right, wants right. banjo kazooie let them have banjo kazooie people have their shooty games they can have the shooty games uh so like tt games they specialize in lego games a fun, fun fact about lego games um uh, those games chart ridiculously well especially in the uk they are top 10 games every year every second they release uh so lego games sell you around like minecraft uh so that would be a big purchase and it would be a big move it would be big for game pass because despite what some people might think lego games bring in a lot of people yeah and you know they they are huge sellers no matter what country uh, so that would be a big deal. Uh, I don't know what their specializations are outside of Lego games, but the Lego games are huge. I mean, think about it like this hypothetically: you could have Lego Doom if they could start yeah. making over, you know, rated fifteen uh, properties. But it's like uh, they could they could go anywhere with it. Uh, Even a Lego Banjo Kazooie, if they wanted to take the, the 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 IP in a really different direction. Yeah, yeah, or that Lego Conquer, or you know, the, the list goes on. But uh, the whole nether realm thing is interesting because they rumored to be making a fighting game based on marvel characters yes um so like you know that there, there can be like a crossover between your know, uh, companies and franchises and stuff uh it kind of it would make sense technically you know people have been wanting a new kill instinct for years there aren't a lot of ton of fighting game developers out there you know right. only there's only a small amount of studios that specialize in that and, you know, the developers over there want to continue to keep making fighting games. Mortal Kombat's going to have its rest for three or four years. Uh, so outside of, like, 
the the Marvel game to be rumored. There's no, I, I've never been able to find any anything or heard anything behind the scenes about a new Injustice game yet. Uh, so that that would be very possible. Uh, Rocksteady, I love Rocksteady. They're one of my favorite developers. Um, that would be big because you know people always say like, oh, Microsoft needs an exclusive Marvel game. They need an exclusive superhero game. Yeah, you know, I agree. D, 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 DC have a lot of characters they could focus on. You know, I've always wanted a green arrow game because you'd have all the cool gadgets with arrows, you know. Um, so they could go anywhere with it. Um, the thing about Microsoft's whole, you know, season of purchases and you know, Bethesda sized purchases, you know, that Bethesda sized purchase, and for people that can't see me, I'm doing air quotes, uh, it could be a group of studios, you know. Um, like you mentioned a few, the ones I believe are going to be IO Interactive, Avalanche yeah. Studios, Azorbo, and Humanoid Studios. Mm. Uh, the last one I mentioned is just what I want, not what I think is going to happen. <laughs> um, uh, so, but the, the the first three, I think those are going to happen within the next six months. Uh, th- well, the Humanoid big. Studios you're talking about—that's the one by Casey Hudson that he just announced that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of Casey Hudson, like obviously. <laughs> well, of course you are. Mass Effect's your favorite game of all time. Of course you are. Yeah, yeah. And I would love to see and the thing is the back of the Microsoft. Like you can see that Microsoft just steps back, they let the developers make what they want now. And I would like the idea of Casey Hudson making whatever the hell crap he wants to make, stand back, give him all the money he needs, come out with the fantastic RPG. Um, but I think th- the thing is IO Interactive are pretty much free agents at the minute, right? You know, they, they have a licensed Bond game in development. They're yep. making Hitman, but it's been marketed by and published by Warner Brothers. Uh, but, you know, they have another studio making a new game, rumored to be a new IP. So who knows? Uh, Avalanche makes sense because they are, you know, they're, they're their own company. Uh, they have a small publishing branch, which would make sense because then Microsoft could get even more games in Game Pass Day 1, which is cool. And then Azorbo. Zorbo is the big one because they can yeah. make awesome games ranging all the way from single player action adventures like you know um a plague tale a plague tale is amazing people have to play that and you know they have range they've made racing games in the past they've they make flight simulators so like they clearly have range and i think as a developer microsoft wants a studio which consists of multiple teams like you know Zorbo because they can make literally anything um, so yeah, I mean, here's the thing, you know, the Bethesda's purchase surprised everyone, right? There was yes. no leaks. There was nothing, absolutely nothing about that before the announcement. So like, while I do say now, like, I don't think NetherRealm TT or, uh, Rocksteady are happening. The truth is Microsoft can literally buy anyone really. Yeah. Look, I- I'll say this again, there Take what we're saying with a grain of salt, at least what I'm saying with a grain of salt. I'm not saying I have confirmation on anything. The only thing I can confirm is that both NetherRealm and TT Games are in play based on what we saw. Now, I don't know if you want to take that to the bank or not. This is a speculative conversation. Uh, When they make the announcement on new studio acquisitions, well, you understand a Double Barrel game is going to have you covered. We're going to be doing live stream after live stream to talk about it. From what we understand, what we've heard from different channels, that's going to be soon. Uh, we did hear that uh, you know that, that there were supposed to be three big announcements, one from each uh, platform. Obviously, we got the state of play from Sony. We got the announcement of the Switch OLED from Nintendo, 
And we're still waiting for Microsoft. And that's supposedly coming. How big is it going to be? I don't know. Is it, is, is it acquisition time? I don't know. But we're going to soon find out. Before I get to VJ, I got to catch him with some of the Super Chats, and then we will get your opinion on this, and then we'll get everybody on out of here. Uh, Caper Grant, 692, drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, I'm, I, I'm gaming 30-plus years, and I don't think there's been a more exciting time to be a gamer. I agree 100%. Great show, Boom. Thanks for bringing us all this great content. Well, thank you for the compliment, but thank you for the generosity. Space Davikin. Drops a very generous $2 super chat and says the Lego IP can potentially be Minecraft 2.0. Indeed. Uh, one Bad Mother drops a wow, very generous $10 super chat and says some, when, when some people freak out about acquisitions, re remind them that these are happening because gaming is growing a lot. More studios forming than getting bought. Great show. Awesome panel. Well, thanks so much for that. And yes, uh, I want to just harken back before I get to VJ and, and continue with these super chats. Uh, Satya Nadala himself said in the interview right with uh, uh, M MNBC right after the acquisition was announced, he specifically said, why would we make a studio from the ground up when they could just buy one? Folks, that that's that's a that's a reality, folks. And I think he's onto something. Why why wouldn't why would you want to make a fighting game um a team when you could just buy NetherRealm? Because well, they they make the best fighting games in the business. Wouldn't you want them working on Mortal Kombat, uh, Mortal Kombat as well as Killer Instinct, potentially even a versus? Uh yes, please. So again, take it for what it's worth. I think it's happening, but we shall See, let me just catch up with the uh, uh, space optic drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says WB Studio is a win win situation for Xbox, uh, X, uh, studios with IPs or studios alone. Xbox needs more hands right now to work on dormant IPs 100%. And Killer Instinct is one of those for certain. We also had a super chat come in from King of Games. Drops an additional $2 super chance. Is curious. Do you think that they'll get a publisher, e.g. Capcom? Yeah, you know what? The thing is with Capcom, if this was 2016, 2017, before their resurgence, I say it's an almost guaranteed because of how much trouble they're, uh, they're, they're financially in. Capcom is not having financial problems. They've been hitting uh, home run after home run after home run with their games and i mean like for instance they have a a switch um monster hunter coming out if it didn't already release and that's going to be huge so they're, they're making money hand over fist i don't think they need anyone to buy them that's just my opinion on it but i want to bring vj in on the uh for the you know your final thoughts on this vj look you have had the uh the pleasure of being in the gaming business from a uh, perspective of development and in retail, uh, when you look at Game Pass, and I hate to bring this to your brother, Game Pass, once again, is going to be a part of the conversation. <laughs> no this, issue. this is a big deal for Microsoft. Again, yeah. they want to sell you the box. I get it. They want you to play on xCloud. I get that, too. But they want you in their $15 or $10, respectively, a month program known as Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. When you have 23 studios... And you're still missing parts from your portfolio, i.e. family-friendly TT Games. Someone to make a good fighting game. That's, a, that's an exclusive. 
like a Mortal Kombat, no. or like a Killer Instinct, NetherRealm Studios. When you, you 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 they don't have their own superhero. They don't. They don't have their own superhero. But they could because yep. they're in bed with Disney, right? We know that because of Sea of Thieves and Car Pirates of the Caribbean. They can go and say, "Listen, we want to license out the Punisher and Daredevil. Uh, we want to make a Midnight Suns game. We want to bring Blade into the conversation. Moon Knight. Well." Who better to make a Moon Knight-type Punisher slash Daredevil dark and gritty game than Rocksteady Games? Those three studios alone, not counting the other three, completely fill out your portfolio for Xbox Game Pass. I'm going to put it in your lap. Where do you go with that? Are these good fits, and could they happen? I think I think I look at the whole thing really differently. I. Zemi's not here, so I'll have to take up the mantle of uh, publicly embarrassing myself by playing the contrarian. <laughs> I think, I think right now, boom, the industry is uh, very evenly poised. Uh, I'd say competitively, uh, creatively, and competitively, um, and and it's heading, and, and we're only just heading into the next generation, right? And um, <laughs> even though it seems like we've been hit for quite a while, and. Um, and I currently believe that it's to our advantage as the consumer. It's not in, in none of the other three have a major advantage over each other as yet. Of course, there would be a point of convergence in the future, like I've talked about, but that's a little way off right now. Uh, in inwardly looking, um, I would want to keep it this way. I guess. I guess. I guess the question for everyone is that: Do you feel the same way that we have uh, that we maintain um, a competitive and healthy landscape with all the benefits it brings or perhaps we prefer a dominating force that might make catastrophic mistakes in the future through gusto and bravado and which we've seen all three current platform holders making in the recent past and and even platform holders uh, as far back as sega nec and snk i completely understand uh, the the need for xbox to plug um uh, this um this generation, well, last generation's, um, you know, content issues, right? And they're doing so categorically, if not emphatically. And um, and let's be honest, no developer or publisher is off the table when it comes to Microsoft, right? They, they have Indeed. more money than, than, than requests. So we could be just, any, any company is not, not off the table. So that's kind of irrelevant, but... So, you know, it becomes an irrelevance, but potentially buying up all of the real estate available. Uh, I know we've discussed this on the show before, and I don't just mean today, boom, but this gen, it could be any time over the next three or four or five years, right? They could buy a company a year and no one will bat an eyelid, and before you know it, they own all the real estate, right? All the beachfront, property, beachfront, uh, beachfront properties. And um, in some, in sort of the deep, deep down sort of... Uh, in my belly, that it kind of feels irksome, um, fraught with alarm bells, uh, if not danger and altogether ominous and oppressive. But at the same time, boom, you can point to Disney making a good job of uh, doing just this very thing, right? With acquiring Marvel, Lucasfilm, and then uh, is it, was it 21st Century Fox or something that they bought? Yes, yeah, Fox and, was the last one, yep. Yeah, and, and, and I hope that whatever Microsoft are planning to do, because I think that whatever we discuss here, their plans are far bigger. And uh, so I, I hope that they veer towards making the success of the companies that they buy like Disney have, right? And Disney have also had a checkered past, which we won't go into right now. My, my issue and concern, and it's not that I'm picking on Xbox, it's with any company or any, any hungry CEO 
especially Satya, who's very hungry, right? Yeah. Um, who knows that the Xbox division is only a single digit percentage wise con a revenue contributor, right, to the whole of the corporation. And thus currently, Xbox is, is inconsequential when you think Microsoft will invest over 20 billion in cash just in R&D, in their R&D division this year. And probably invest is the wrong word, boom. Microsoft will burn over 20 billion in cash on R&D this financial yep. year. And the Xbox division, if you look at it in that context, is small, it's a small potato right now in the grand scheme of things. And look, m my lukewarm concern is that an unchecked Microsoft or any company that huge uh, are absolutely able to operate almost akin to a nation state with billions and billions and billions of dollars to spend and even waste doing what it wants with no recompense, no apology or regard to the welfare of the industry, no matter what Phil says or believes outwardly uh, expressing it to us because we only know probably about one percent. We're not even scratching the iceberg. Uh, scratching the uh, the iceberg. I can't remember the saying. You know what I mean. The tip of yes, the iceberg. The tip, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, so that's the unvarnished truth that I feel today, and that can change tomorrow. You know me, boom. My, my, my mind flip flops every every show I do. But at the end of the day, one thing that comes to me when I see things like this happening in the media. Uh, or in the press, or regardless of whatever industry it is, that arrogance breeds contempt, humility evokes um, admiration. It's something like that. Anyway, that's the saying. So you've got Satya, the CEO and of Microsoft, and he's given Phil, was it seven and a half billion, someone said, to, to buy Zenimax. And he categorically has Phil's balls in a vice. And he can expand and contract this particular and very painful instrument, not that I have any sort of um, personal first-hand <laughs> experience, as and when he chooses to clamp down and squeeze, squeeze Phil's winter vegetables. So if Xbox continues a trend of monopolizing the industry, which they can very easily do so, as I've illustrated already for you, and we all practically know it's like it's a household, it's a household known thing, right? Especially in America, since since as I say, they have more money than God and perhaps sense, we are on the verge of seeing a considerable change or a paradigm shift occurring before us in terms of how the gaming industry ecosystem will evolve and who dictates the future. And we are part of that, right? We are fundamentally a part of that, right? And I can't sit here and tell you it's for the best. I simply don't know. But it raises a concern in me, which we should all sit back and think about and address like adults. I just I just have my doubts it's all going to be rosy and great. Money and unchecked, and unchecked ambition can ruin what we all currently enjoy and love. And, and Microsoft, in their checkered history, which I know that they're addressing because they have different leadership at Xbox, they have different leadership, uh, uh, you know, in terms of Bill Gates no longer being there, which who I've talked about extensively in the past, and uh, you have Satya, and they have left behind a graveyard uh, of bought and discontinued companies and thousands and thousands of laid-off employees. I, I just don't want to see that occur. Studios will suffer or be casualties. It's just the nature of the industry, and, and Phil, to his credit, has been open and upfront saying, look, it's. I think it was when um, I forgot that that pla that uh, platform that was competing with um, with Amazon's Twitch that got closed. And he said, "Look, we're in a creative industry; these things happen." And I agree, but um, we've seen um, certain companies right destroy certain studios, especially when they've sort of squeezed everything out of them or had the fill of them, or when they haven't performed. And you can point to EA, Activision, even Sony wow. uh, are surely guilty of all of this. And I'm powerless to do anything about it. And I'm also fine with that since I have no skin in the game. But I can at least speak up about the issue. My, my points aren't sort of particularly steeped in substantial facts. It's just food for thought. You, you, you know me, Boom. I, I like to say if you find yourself on the popular on the side of sort of popular opinion, it's time to play the contrarian. It's a healthy counterweight. And observing every, everything from a 
count uh, from a, a contrarian point of view, uh, this is the best that I can offer, you know, given the confines of, uh, you know, being on a podcast, right? Because I have dozens of more thoughts jangling around my head is going to explode at some point. I, I don't relish or enjoy being the one who expresses a contradicting or concerning viewpoint, but I think it always needs to be expressed if you feel that way. I, I, I put, boom, I would love for you to get Phil on the show and have a chat with him and alleviate That's the all dream. my concerns. Yeah. And, and perhaps someone else, maybe far more well positioned and far more intelligent uh, and well to do than me, will raise these questions with Phil at some point and gain some important answers answers for all of us concerned. And I say this because I want Microsoft, at the end of the day, boom, to, at, the, at the core of what they're doing is to protect what we respect and hold dear as gamers, uh, and that's close to our hearts, especially when it comes to the heritage of the gaming industry and what is subjectively and objectively means to all of us individually, gaming at its core is a diverse and true joy, which I just can't put into words. Uh, but all, what I will say, as long as a long may it last. Um, that's all for me today, Boom, because I'm knackered. No, no, I mean, listen, look, here's the thing. I, I know that there's you, you raise some concerns about Microsoft, you know, closing studios after they've gotten their fill. See, this is this is not this is not a situation that we that we could expect or even suggest to expect from Microsoft. This isn't Sony. Uh, this is not EA. This is nowhere near uh, EA. Uh, you know, we know that they're the dastardly uh, company of the industry, right alongside 2K and uh, Activision, for that matter. Microsoft is about cultivating the teams that are working there. Uh, out of all the acquisitions, the one thing you did not hear is people losing their jobs. Now, did that happen? Well, I honestly couldn't tell you, but it, I guarantee you that if it was a thing, a, uh, you know, a rat like Jason Schreier would have found his piece of cheese and tried to shout out Microsoft, right? Um, but, you know, yeah, well, listen, I have, I have no respect for him. I understand what he does is, is somewhat important, but he is not someone that, I mean, I'm not the only one. There are plenty of developers that would align with my theories and thoughts regarding Jason Schreier. But if there were those types of uh, yeah thank you thank you yeah i i i I think uh that he would have found it and we would have heard about it microsoft is in the business of bringing more games to xbox game pass xbox game pass we're going to be talking about that for the next 15 years it is the most important thing for microsoft and more importantly it is industry changing for microsoft but you know what again this has been a great show. Hopefully, I saw a lot of new names, and I had to check the numbers because I have to make sure I didn't miss any Super Chats. I got about 20 new subs, which is awesome. So that means that we got a lot of new people here today. We had almost 500 people the entire show, and that is great. This is a small channel. I'm not even at 10,000 subs yet. I'm close, but not that close. I want to be closer. Hopefully, with your help, that will happen. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing. Lots of incredible content coming. Uh, I'm doing a review for a game I can't speak about. I'm waiting for the code. My God, the fact that this channel is getting the opportunity to do that, I'll be able to talk about it. Hopefully, when the game releases, I'll have my review up. But that's all I can say. Uh, J.R. Poe, who's a new name, and I hope that you enjoyed the show, J.R. You did because you dropped the $3 super chat. Thank you for this. Isn't Avalanche Studios comprised of three studios? I honestly don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I will look into that. And if you're in, in, in the chat uh, in the future show, 
I will re, uh, re, uh, revisit the question. Reggie Mobile 9 drops a very generous, an additional $5 super chat and says, Xbox needs more studios for Game Pass to stay consistent with great games. They are not in the same boat of Sony is in. Yeah, see, I agree 100%. But listen, folks, this has been, again, a great show. 500 plus people here. If you enjoyed today's show, this is the kind of content you get. Uh, there's no uh, console war nonsense. We don't gloom and doom. Uh, you know, there's no clickbait. This is, you know, this is this is a channel dedicated to the the community and, of course, having fun in gaming. And uh, listen again, I, I I implore you to consider joining the channel uh, and becoming, uh, you know, a, a subscriber. You won't be disappointed. But let's get to the outros. You know about Mr. Bad Bit. You know about the trophy room. He's going to be back with me tonight. And yeah, that's right. Before we get to the outros, I will be double dutying today. Uh, I am not covering the Sony State of Play live. Uh, that's the time I go get Mrs. Boomstick, so I wouldn't be home. And I got to sit down and have dinner with her. I will be coming back on an episode of Double Barrel Gaming Presents. And it's going to be a 60-minute show. Uh, and we're going to talk about what was shown today. From what I understand from some channels that I spoke to outside of Mr. Bad Bit, folks, don't get your hopes up. There's no God of War here. There's no Horizon Zero Dawn. That's supposedly coming in August in a separate show. This is going to be a very, very small show for Sony. I think people are going to, if you're expecting big things, especially if you're a PlayStation fan, I think you're going to be disappointed. But we'll find out because at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be back here talking about everything that happened at Sony's State of Play this afternoon. I believe it's 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'll be back here at 7 for about a 60-minute program. I'm going to be accompanied by uh, Mr. Bad Bit and BitCloud Gaming, two uh, panel members from uh, Breakfast of Boom, which will be uh, you know, having happening tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to have Zemi Games making his return appearance to the show that he left. And King David from the Iron Lords will be joining us. And we're going to be talking about uh, what happened at Sony's show. Uh, a few other topics, but more importantly, we're going to be talking about, more specifically, Neon Giants The Ascent and how I think that game has the potential to win Game of the Year 2021. And that's coming into Game Pass at the end of the month, July 29th. And we'll be getting into details, some new details about that game and what that means for Xbox gamers. But let's get to the outros. The Elusive Gamer. Listen, dude, you're doing some great work on your channel. I love that you came back. We got to get you back here more often than not. Tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media, but more importantly, subscribe to your incredible and awesome YouTube channel. Yeah, thanks, man. It's been an awesome show. It's been a while since I've been on, actually. Um, yeah. We'd love to be on again at some point. You know, I'm always down for it. Uh, but yeah, my YouTube is The Elusive Gamer. I do Xbox content and I don't do fanboy stuff. I don't nope. mention PlayStation. I don't mention Nintendo. I don't. I, I have made a few jokes about Stadia in the past, but that that's a different time. Uh, but uh, I make Xbox content every week, um, and I have a podcast coming. But I've had to uh, like rearrange my schedule for it. But uh, it should be starting hopefully next week. I have more details coming on Twitter. I've been planning for this new form of I'm going to call it gaming entertainment, uh, which should start later this year. People understand why it's going to be late this year when it starts, but it's not a podcast. It's something as long as a podcast, but it's different. It's hard okay. to explain without giving it away. Uh, but each episode is going to take about 20 hours to edit. So, oh, wow. yeah, it's a big production. Um, but yeah, that's the use of Gamer. My 
Twitter is Jamie Man UK, where it's just gaming stuff and jokes. Yes. Well, listen, dude, we love the, uh, what you do with the community and how interactive we are, uh, how you are with, with, with us. And, of course, your channel is fantastic. Uh, last and no way least, obviously. This was a small show today. And I'm glad because we were able to really dive deep into these four topics uh, while watching some incredible gameplay in the background. VJ, it's great to have you back, brother. You yeah. didn't disappoint. As always, tell everyone where they can reach out to you on social media, potentially strike up a conversation, and what else you got going on. Um, I haven't done a podcast in a little while, so I felt a bit rusty today, Boom. Um, I, I just wanted to say, Boom, that, look, I'm an Xbox gamer, and you know that I'm on it all the bloody time. Um, and uh, I've spent a lot of time traveling and spending uh, time in the games industry a couple of decades. And my, so my experience and outlook is very different to, to many. Um, and, and I just want to see a very healthy and competitive landscape that we can all enjoy wherever and whatever we prefer to play on. And it only ben benefits the consumers, not just of today, because I know that that's our sort of like sort of field of view, but, uh, but for generations to come in the future. And um, anyway, if you feel like you haven't had enough of me, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Viewpoint Gaming. Otherwise, you'll see me back here uh, next week. Or you can find me on, what is it, Midweek, Ga Midweek Gaming, yeah, with uh, Stubbs and Mr. Tushi nice. uh, on, on, on a Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, um, it's great to see, uh, meet um, the Elusive Gamer. I've seen him in and around Twitter. I don't think I've ever been on a show with him before, so it's nice to meet you, sir. And um, brought some fantastic points. And uh, boom, as always, uh, thank you for um, keeping me around as part of the show. <laughs> and then you're, you've earned your spot, brother. No one's keeping you anywhere. Uh, real quick, just want to say uh, shout out to, of course, uh, um, all the all the incredible people that were here today. Again, five plus five hundred plus people. Uh, I think we got a lot of new uh, new folks here, which is awesome. And as you know, obviously, we want to grow the channel. If you enjoyed it, hit the like button, share this out, let people know uh, that you enjoyed today's podcast, and that you should get this kind of content four times a week, sometimes even five. And, uh, of course, uh, another Super Chat comes in from a good friend of the show, Drawn TJ. Drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, awesome show and great topics. Well, thank you for that, sir. We definitely appreciate it. And, of course, I want to thank all of the Super Chats that continue to come in. Those allow me to, uh, uh, to do big contests. And we have a few of them coming. Once we hit uh, uh, 10,000 subs, Mrs. Boomstick and I are giving away two monster prizes, Series X and a year of Game Pass, and a Series S with a year of Game Pass. And that's right. We're going to be giving those away. We're doing, of course, uh, uh, at my birthday, usually uh, in September, we do uh, 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 Boom's birthday bash. I don't ask for, uh, for presents. I give the presents. Mrs. Boomstick and I drop a lot of, uh, a lot, lot of uh, you know, um, cards into the, into the chat as well as uh, games and stuff. And then we have the uh, end of the year, uh, Christmas Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick. That's where all these Super Chats go. Uh, they get saved up. They get put. They get banked. And then at the end of the year, we go crazy with giveaways. And that's thanks to you. But listen, folks, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. Something my father taught me with kids. He said, son, treat others. How you want to be treated. Also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you. You're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.